Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope I have been the catalyst to help you change with whatever skills um, or habits that you're trying to develop and grow. I, I usually start by sharing who my, my uh, guest is and what we're going to be talking about, but I want to change things up a little bit, keep you guys on your toes. The other day I was sitting in tremendous traffic, which is very typical on the New Jersey roadways. My Jersey folks out there know what I'm talking about. Anyway, this awesome song comes on, and you know when you're sitting there doing nothing, I started listening to the actual words, the lyrics of the song, rather than just kind of bop into the music. And these words were just very inspiring, and I'm not, I don't even remember what the song was. But then I was sitting in more traffic, and I thought, hmm, I love inspirational quotes and things like that. Maybe that's kind of a cool way to start each of the shows, by having a relevant quote that kind of talks to the topic of the day. So that's my little change for today. And my quote goes something like this. And it totally will sync with what we're going to talk about today. So the quote is, what you are is what you have been, and what you will be is what you do now. And today's topic and guest, um, actually my guest, his name is Daryl Kate. He's the president and the CEO of Firehouse Fitness. And today we're going to talk about, and specifically he's going to give us uh, 10 tips for health holiday for healthy holiday eating, plus so much more um, about gaining control over our eating habits, our fitness, and just all of those kind of good choices that we should make. Daryl, my my very good friend, uh, just inspiring uh, gentleman, he is a cancer survivor who actually cured himself by changing what he put in his body. So he's definitely going to share that story because I think we have more power over our, our own health, bodies, wellness, all of that than we actually think. So he's going to share his inspiring story and get you guys a little pumped up. I want to give a little background about Daryl and, and just how, um, you know, depths, the depths of his credentials are just outstanding. He's certified uh, advanced American fitness professional associate and associates, personal trainer and group fitness instructor since 1991. So like me, he started working when he was 10. Um, he was in United States Air Force Intelligence Group circa mid-1980s. He is personal trainer, fitness instructor, teaching uh, hip-hop dance and exercise fitness classes at Gold's Gym and um, some other 24-hour fitness in Oakland, uh, San Francisco Bay Area. He studied, now he can correct me when he comes on if I'm wrong, but he studied, okay, I'm being testing myself, capoeira. It's an Afro-Brazilian martial arts form under a mestre accordion. I probably messed that up. Uh, he has instructed dance and fitness classes, leader of weekend boot camp sessions, again, cancer survivor of stage four bone cancer, owner-trainer of Firehouse Fitness 13, located in our local Piscataway, New Jersey, Go Jersey, instructor of Move and Groove, weekly employee group fitness classes held at St. Peter's University Hospital. That has just really taken off um, that cool experience for Daryl. And he designs personal nutrition and fitness programs for groups as well as individuals. So with that awesome intro, Please help me welcome my good buddy, Daryl Kittay. Hi, Daryl. Hi, Connie. I'm so happy to be here. That was one great introduction there. Right? We started, I'm guessing, right? We were both about 10 years old, so. <laughs> <laughs> Seven on my end. Seven. Oh, you beat me. I like it. I think we, uh, just for the listeners, we are about the same age. That's why we just like to bust each other, that we're getting younger and younger every year, right? That's right. That's right. But I think I have you by a couple of years, Connie. I, I don't know about that. But I'm pretty close. We're peers. That's that's for sure. And as we age, I think that the the physical fitness 
piece of it becomes exponentially, it's always important, but I think as we age, it becomes exponentially important because metabolisms change, right? The osteoporosis. I don't know about guys get that so much. Um, so there's a lot going on with our body, right? That's, that's really true, and that's something that I really like to emphasize is that as we get older, it's very important to take care of the basic things that we've did to keep us healthy up until this point. Um, it's, I was just in one of my classes, uh, one of the people was trying to instruct how to do some form, and um, I explained to her we're not 19 anymore. So it's very <laughs> important that as we get older, uh, we, we maintain our body condition. And and I think as we get older, I mean, it's always important, too, is that stretching component, isn't it? Oh, that is so important. And stretching correctly is, is really important because as we get older, our stretching needs are different than when we were 19 or 20. So it, it's really important to keep that in mind and, and stretch, to do more active stretching in, instead of static stretching. I don't know what that means, active stretching versus static stretching. Well, in the old days, uh, when we did calisthenics, we -hmm. would stand in one place and we would stretch one foot to the next or touch one hand to our toe to the opposite foot. Well, it turns out, in in my experience also, that you want to stretch while you're moving at the same time. So you're pumping blood, you're getting oxygen to the muscles, and you're stretching your muscles out in a gradual process. So and that's, um, that's very important. So that we don't tear a muscle or anything like that, I would think, right? Right. We want to prevent injury. That's the most important thing because you can't work out when you're injured. That's no fun. Yeah, it's a, it, right, it becomes a double-edged sword. You want to work out, but you can't because you injured yourself working out. It's like, what are we doing? The dog is chasing its tail, and we're not going anywhere, right? <laughs> Before we get into, uh, you know, talking about healthy choices, and, and I think for most of us, including me, it's very hard to make those good choices. But I really want you to share your story about how you beat that stage four bone cancer by taking control, I think, from the story you've told me, but by taking control of your own healing protocol. So just, you know, just so everybody knows your inspiring story. Um, and, and again, my uh, opening comments about having more control than we think. Can you just share, you know, that experience? Okay, sure, Connie. In 2009, I was diagnosed with an osteosarcoma, which um, which is a childhood disease. <laughs> Lucky for me, it was a really rare cancer to be found in an adult. It was wow. 49 at the time, um, so I'm showing, telling my age. You you are um, older than me, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. That was rude. I'm rude. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, after the after the diagnosis, um, I was pretty pretty shocked. It was a process that happened extremely fast. I think the biopsy was we got the results on Friday, and that Monday I was being administered into the hospital. Oh. Um, and that was my first real experience. Uh, with the hospital and the whole cancer um, environment. Um, I was given chemo my first night in the hospital. Unfortunately, I had an overdose of chemo and almost died my first night in the hospital. And that was my introduction to the process that was running ahead of me. Little did I know. Um, But unfortunately, I was able to recover from that. Um, I was given a, a what they call a uh, a protocol that's very aggressive. Uh, I was with chemotherapy and with surgery. So wow. they put me on the chemotherapy first for six months, and then they were going to do perform the surgery. Now the surgery, what happens with an osteosarcoma in the old days, 15, 20 years ago, they would just amputate your leg because Ugh. there's a high probability of uh, metastasization, and that's when the cancer spreads from the original spot. 
Um, but luckily, they've made some strides in that area. Um, and so they recommended very heavily that uh, I amputate my lower leg. Um, I thought about it for a while, but decided I think I want to keep my leg and kind of work with it. Wow. So Talk about was, a crossroad. Talk about a crossroad of decision making, right? It was it was really tough. But another thing that's really important is maybe a subject for another uh, program. It, it's very important for people going through this process to have an advocate, someone mm-hmm. who's there for them because and to be with them. Because a lot of times when you're talking to uh, medical doctors and physicians and technicians, a lot of this stuff is going over your head and you're so emotionally involved that you really don't have the opportunity to process it the way you would. So it's really important to have someone there taking notes and just to make sure that they get something that you don't. It's like two ears are better than one. Sure. Um. So uh, my surgery date came up. They tried to remove the uh, the cancerous part. I had totally eaten up my fibula. It was working on my tibula. Uh, they removed most of that tissue, 75% of my lower leg, and I lost my perennial nerve. Um, so the perennial nerve is what gives you flexion up and down for your foot. So I have the wow. classic drop foot. Well, that was one of the results of the surgery. However, I was told that I wouldn't be able to walk without a walker uh, after the surgery. Um, So that was where I was. It was very painful. I had to learn how to walk again, and that wasn't the end of the chemo. I still had 18 months and probably a total of uh, 17 surgeries before I was at the end of the protocol. Now, at the end of the protocol, I was, uh, my white blood count, my white cell blood count was just so low that we couldn't take chemo anymore. And wow. so uh, my oncologist decided to, uh, I had had enough. And I was really happy. I had actually endured all that chemo, all that, a lot of things that, I wouldn't wish on anyone to go through. Sure. Um, I got to the end of the protocol. I was cancer-free. I was real happy. Everyone was happy, cancer-free. So I had three months before I had to come back in, and I would go through the bone scans, and they would go through the uh, CT scans to see what happened. Uh, I came back three months later, and the results came back, and the cancer had metastasized into oh. my lungs and my brain and uh, my groin just three months later. So I was very devastated by that. After all that work, it had spread. Sure. Um, so is that is that the point, Daryl, where you said, you know what, enough, enough of this? I was pretty close to that tipping point. It wasn't until uh, one of the doctors said to get it, to remove the cancer, he would have to crack my chest open. Ugh. I think that was a tipping point when I said Ugh. I need to, I, I really need to look at this in a different way. And that's what I did. I, I actively started searching and looking as much as I could, researching holistic ways to heal the body, ways that you could beat cancer, ways that didn't involve surgery and chemotherapy because those are the only um, those are the only treatments they're not cures mm-hmm. they're treatments mm-hmm. that they have for mm-hmm. cancer it, it it either gets cut out or it gets radiated and chemo so i went through all of that my body was at a point of such high toxicity it was oh. so bad that i could actually you could actually there's a smell that's emitted um, it was really bad, but that's that's where I was at. And I finally was lucky enough to come upon uh, a therapy that it interests me. It was in line with my value system and my belief system, and I read it. It was it was a hard choice because at the time I was still heavily 
uh, under the influence of the medical association. I was sure. so heavily influenced by that. However, after I got away from that and actually found more information and more education about different methods that people have shown curing themselves, I really dove head foot into it and um, found something that, that, looking back, saved my life. Absolutely. Now, just to keep them intrigued, let's stop for a very brief break and then come back and talk about that new protocol, that holistic protocol um, that you face, and we'll, we'll talk about that real quick and then get into how we can help our listeners you know, God willing that none of them have have such a, a devastating story, but maybe share, um, you know, how we really can get in control more than we think we can. You know what I mean? So let's take Great. a brief break. Yes, we'll take a brief break, and then we'll come back um, for that information, okay? A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we are back with my buddy Daryl Pate, and we're talking about making good choices for our bodies to stay healthy for a really long time. So go ahead, Daryl, continue. So you found this holistic approach. Yes, I found a holistic approach that was just as aggressive. Um, and it required, it, 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 it's more of a, it's a philosophy. It's an approach to life. Mm-hmm. And that's what was so different. You actually had to engage your mind to actually kickstart this therapy. And that engagement of the mind was understanding that and believing that your body, your body is such a great, just such a great, magnificent, universal vessel that given the right circumstances, it can heal itself. It can heal itself from all diseases, from all degenerate diseases, from all pains, from all cures. If you give it the chance, the body has the ability to do that. The problem is, is that the body gets bombarded from the time we were born with salt, with poisons, the environment, the water, the food, the buildup of toxins in our lower intestines and in our colon from the soda we drink, the sugar, the fats, all that stuff contributes to our body, makes it harder for the body to stay in a healthy and natural state. Hmm. That makes sense, right? That just makes so much sense. Right. So what this therapy, um, I had to follow the protocol strictly, and it involved juicing, and it involved uh, taking natural, organic fruit and vegetables. It was actually a raw diet. Uh, and that I did that for 10 months. Wow. Uh, the juicing, it was really interesting because the whole theory behind the juicing is from a man named Max Gerson, who was a German doctor, and he studied in Germany. And he basically what his theory is, what I had to do is there are certain elements, certain nutritional products that you can get from raw food that you can't get from any place else. When you bake the food, when you cook the food, those natural micronutrients are being cooked out. Sure. So it's a three it was it's a three prong process. The first process is you have to stop putting into your body all those harmful and toxic 
things like deodorant. I had to put filters on my shower. But you have to understand this is coming out of a, a, a cancerous state. My body is almost shutting down because of the chemo, the oxycontin, all the pharmaceuticals, all the stress, all that stuff is built in my body. Sure. So the first premise from this therapy is you have to stop taking in the toxins. Number two is you have to eliminate the toxins. So there's a process, which was a really, really interesting process, where you have to take coffee breaks. So wow. uh, you're actually taking multiple coffee enemas a day to help expel all the toxins, to stimulate wow. your bile ducts so we can release the toxins in your lower intestines so your lower intestines can can actually absorb the nutrients that your body is trying to take in to keep it healthy. The third part is you have to feed your body. You're not putting in the toxins. You're releasing the toxins. Now you have to give your body those micronutrient building blocks to heal itself. That's where the raw food, the carrots, the juice, all organic vegetables, the B12, that's where that came in. I did that every day. (laughs) It was a job. It was a job that I did every day. I went back 10 months later to my oncologist. We did the tests and everything. There was absolutely nothing there. It was completely, completely gone. They had no clue. They had no clue what happened. And how long ago, how long ago, Daryl, was that, that the, the oncologist said, like, what happened? That was, what, in 2010 or 2011 by this point? Um, in 2012, after the cancer had metastasized, that's when the doctors told me to make preparations. Okay. Um, and I actually had to go look at, <laughs> I actually had to go plan my funeral. Uh, oh, jeez, that's, that's where I was at. So this is so two years you've been truly cancer free. Yes. yes. And and here's the thing, Daryl. Now I know what you look like. I can't wait. At the end, I'm going to give you Daryl's um, email address. I, I'm sorry, website informa- information. You know what? We should give it to them now, Daryl, because they they're saying, "Oh my God! Like, is this guy like a string bean? He is ginormous." <laughs> he is one healthy man, right? I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, but I don't mean to, because to hear your story and see your physical attributes of strength is just mind blowing. So give them your, just give them your website in case they want to do that while they're listening. Go ahead. It's, it's uh, great. Give, the the website for the firehouse is Firehouse Fitness thirteen. And it's just like it's spelled, firehousefitness13.com. Okay, so if they want to go and see you, and by the way, everybody, he there's there's tremendous videos of some of his classes as well that you just want to just get up, get pumped up. Uh, he has a tremendous energy with his classes. He's very calm on the phone. Uh, you have to just see him to experience it. Um, it's just it's awesome. So uh, I hope that they go and take a peek, Daryl, because really to hear that story and just to see your physical strength and and girth and you're you're magnificent. <laughs> I don't know a better word to use because you you really are such a healthy specimen from a human standpoint, um, especially after hearing that story. So here's, here's my take, if, and, and tell me if this makes sense, Daryl. I really want to talk about how we don't take control and just your experiences with uh, the groups that you're, you're teaching, but also individual folks that you have you know, had the pleasure of helping them, again, get healthy, you know, maybe not cure cancer per se, but again, get healthy for whatever that is for them. I want, I just want you to, my take on this whole thing is that was a major undertaking. Most of us don't have to be so drastic because of of a deadline that was fast approaching that wasn't a good one, right? It wasn't a good outcome. So most of us don't have that pressure um, that you had, right? So we could talk about changes and choices, you know, to find that healthy path 
for for everyone. Is, does that make sense? What I just said. Right. That makes that makes a lot of sense, and it's important for for people to understand that they have a lot more power and a lot more choices than they actually think that they do. And I think it's really important, extremely important, that what I do is to remind people of the choices that they actually have. And once you have choices, then you're able to make decisions. You can make a conscious decision as to where you want to point your life with as far as health and wellness goes. So So that... So that difficulty of making those proper health choices, that's common. So everybody's saying, well, you know, I don't have willpower. Oh, you know, that's impossible for me. I've tried 50 diets and, you know, I always fall short. You really do share a plan with each individual? I share it. And uh, it's a very personal plan because each individual is, is different. And I think that's a unique approach that we have that my experience brings to the table. You can't just cookie cut people. <laughs> Not everyone. Right. Everyone yeah. is different. Every single person has a different body build, has a different metabolism. Everything is different. And so you have to treat that on an individual basis. And um, that's something that we try to keep in mind and do. Yeah, and, and it's funny you say that all people are in cookie cutter. It's true. I remember. Um, I was a kid, and I had this cousin, and I still have her. She lives locally, actually. (laughs) Anyway, I remember she was so thin, and anything she ate, she can eat anything, and it seems that it never gains weight, okay? And one day we were at my aunt's house, and we were talking, and, you you know, I'm quite, I'm 5'11", and I've always been large frame, the whole, very strong, I've been a strong athlete my whole life. And so we were at my aunt's house, and her sister, her older sister, uh, was saying, I hate, you know, I hate that she can eat anything. Her name is Vivian. She eats anything she wants and, and never gains weight, et cetera, et cetera. And my cousin Marie said, you know, for a month, whatever she's eaten, I've eaten. Whatever exercise I've done. So she mirrored her younger sister Vivian's total, you know, life decision, eating, exercise, the whole thing. My cousin Marie gained weight. <laughs> So that wasn't that funny. So when you say, and that's two sisters, so I'm talking about two sisters too, right? But metabolisms right. are different. How how our body processes those different, you know, foods, um, the exercise. Maybe my my older cousin Marie needed more, you know, aerobic, where my uh, younger my other cousin Vivian could do more weightlifting. So it's just interesting that really, really, isn't that funny that that's what I just thought of? That was probably 30 years ago. We were teenagers, maybe even 40 years ago. Um, but that's just such a specific example of when we were kids and we had metabolism. So now can you imagine, you know, as we age? Um, yeah, it's not cookie cutter. You're right. We're, we're individuals. So you really take that into account and come up with customized plans. Am I understanding that right? Right. And the other thing that's important is that it's it's, we try to assess a person's lifestyle because it's not just about putting someone on a plan. Mm. It's you have to understand what they're realistically and, and that's something that's I can't stress I can't stress highly enough. It has to be honest and it has to be realistic. Because that way you can have your starting point and you can actually um adjust accordingly. But it's very important at the beginning to set definable goals and set, more importantly, attainable goals that can be you know, done on a daily and weekly basis. It's funny that you say that a, a few years ago, um, my knee was bothering me and I knew that, I, you know, you, you with between kids and, and the, the, you know, sitting in a desk and, and all an age, all of that I gained, you know, 10 pounds in a year with this whole middle age thing freaked out because my knee was hurting, you know, those extra pounds of pressure truly was not a good thing. So I started looking and I met with a nutritionist and it was interesting because a friend had referred this nutritionist and she put me on the exact same diet she had him on and it was really a diet. 
and here was the thing between running the business my kids were younger you know at that point so they weren't driving I had to drive them to practice and games and you know I was traveling a lot with the business so she wanted me to spend an entire Sunday cooking for the week when I had to be or between my husband and I you know we'd be gone for six seven hours with hockey, you know, if you had to travel two hours South Jersey and then the hour before and then the game. And, um, and I said to her, I, 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 I'm never home for six hours straight on a Sunday. How could I possibly do this? And then during the week, you know, come home and cook, you know, when I'd be walking in six o'clock, running right back out the door with the kids to get them to practice. So I, I lasted literally less than, and here I was motivated to, truly make better choices, you know, I was exercising more and eating healthy, and it, it was so not part, it didn't fit into my, my lifestyle at all. So I failed. Well, that's, that's something that's very important. You have to keep in mind what is, what the lifestyle is. And I wanted to get back uh, to that subject about diets. The thing that really annoys me about diet in that word is that a diet isn't something that you can't, you can't sustain a diet and what happens is that you go on a diet you lose the weight but then you can't stay on a diet for the rest of your life and what happens when you come off of the diet you revert right back to those old eating habits and those habits that got you there in the first place so diet is a four-letter word (laughs) in in my in my company it's more about making decisions about your life It, it it really is stopping the micro uh, attention and looking at your life and health in a bigger picture. Yeah. You know, our life is in color. It's not in black and white, right? It's it's a we're fluid moving. You know, our lives are constantly changing and, and adjusting. So I would think that our habits have to support you know, our our real life. Um, you know what, Farrell, let's pause here. I want to just share with everyone and ask, I really hope that you're inspired by, you know, of course, Daryl's story and the conversation we're having. And for me, that that word diet, I agree, it's a bad word. So we almost have to eliminate that from our vocabulary and yes. start to seek those, yeah, and, and seek those changes in our physical life or mental life even, um, you know, to make better habits and make those, again, those life choices. So, you know, send me your stories, you guys, your comments, your thoughts. Um, all of this, if this is resonating, this topic is resonating with you and you've struggled with, quote, unquote, those diets, um, I really want to hear from you. Email me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Uh, number one, either... I'm certainly not a nutrition expert, but you can see by the vast um, topics that that I try to cover, you know, to kind of hit everybody in their different life stages. Certainly, Daryl is one of those folks in my life that um, just has inspired me to become healthier and, and make all those good choices. So I hope that you find inspiration in those topics, and I really do Seek your comments um, at Connie, again, Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. And I hope that Daryl is providing some of that inspiration to say that you can change and be the architect of your own change um, using these skills and tools. And we're going we're gonna to give you so much more in the last half hour of the show. But at the core, I always hope that the information um, I share and then my guests share is at least a start point for you to learn or identify some changes that are needed and hopefully, again, my guests and myself provide some framework to begin on that path of change or implementation or thinking differently, you know, whatever that is for you. And I hope today's topic is very thought-provoking and interesting because it really is relevant to, and ironically, um, you know, the, the, the holidays I said to someone yesterday that are, you know, a month away, Right, Daryl, we have Thanksgiving less than a month away. So um, the holidays are fast approaching, and Daryl has some an inside tip for us later uh, that we're going to discuss. But if you feel stuck and, and don't know how to move forward and think you may need some help to understand the change that you need to get to the next level, today's topic is about that next level from a health standpoint. 
I really am here to help inspire and guide you to challenge yourself um, and to grow and find the answers to begin to sustain that effective change because it's all about sustaining um, different things that we implement. So changing you, changing your company, and challenging your personal comfort zone to sustain that growth is really what I do well, and I hope my guests, um, again, you know, that, that our discussions are the catalyst to do that. So please call me at 732-888-1420. That's my direct line. Or, of course, you can go to my website at www.whitmanandsos.com or, again, email me at Connie at whitmanandsos.com. You know, let's grow you. Let's grow. If we grow you and, and your body, um, that will impact your, your business career as well, and we'll get that change to set. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Daryl, while we're here, just give them your website one more time uh, so that they could always reach out to you as well. Great. I'd be happy to. Firehousefitness13.com. Awesome. Okay. All right. So now we have about 25 more minutes. So the first thing I want um, to talk about is that little steps, you kind of alluded to this, um, that everybody's, you know, customized and everybody's different and we're not cookie cutter. And what typically little steps can you recommend for folks to, I I guess, begin to make those healthy choices or think before buying at the store or think, you know, you go out to dinner and think before you put things in your mouth. Is there things that you recommend your, your clients do? Yes, Connie. I think the first thing is you have to prepare yourself about, what you're going to do. And it's more of getting your mind. It's more of a process of getting your mind and thinking about the fact that this is something that you want to do. Because it it all starts with the mind. If you think it and you believe it, what happens? You can achieve it. And it's it's the same thing in um, starting out. So I would suggest the first thing is to start actually thinking about the ways in which you eat. Start thinking about the choices that you actually have. For instance, you could eat a slice of cheese or you could have two baked potatoes. Now, they both have the same amount of calories, except one, you get most of your calories from fat and pasteurized dairy. So being able to think in a a healthy, conscious way is the first thing that I suggest all my clients start doing. Thinking about the foods you eat. Thinking about ways that you can change your approach to your diet. And, and as I mean diet, I mean the food that you take in and consume. Mm-hmm. That would be the first thing, is to mentally start visualizing yourself as a thinner person if you want more muscle, whatever it is that you want to attain, you can't attain that. And so just, that whole visual, so you start with that whole visualization? I let people totally run with it. And it's it's really important to actually see it in your mind what you want. A lot sure. of times in life, we don't, we can't get what we want because we're not asking for it directly. And asking for getting your mind prepared, you're preparing your brain, you're preparing your mind to get exactly what you want. So if you can take 
10 seconds, just take 10 seconds, close your eyes, and visualize the perfect body that you think you would love to have. The perfect body. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. If you can visualize it, you can have that. You can have that. There's nothing to stop you, but it takes making the commitment to make little small changes every day. Okay? Now, what are some of those small changes that people can start making every day? One of the very first things that people can start doing is substituting sugar, um, sugar-coated Cokes, diet Pepsis, and start drinking more filtered water. That's the first thing. Sure. A lot of those diet drinks, a lot of those uh, sugar-free drinks are really bad for you. And that's the first thing you can do is start to start clearing out your body is making sure you're drinking enough water every day. That's the first thing. Another thing that I like my clients that they can try is every day we sit down and we have dinner. One of those meals during the day, substitute a salad for the dinner. That's a very simple thing that everyone can do. And then once you get used to that, you can try something else. Once your body starts uh, forming habits that are different, that are good, based in clean health, your body will follow along. But it's it's important to start making those healthy habits. One at a time. If I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying do these things one at a time. So um, let's say I go, oh, I love Daryl's comments. I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to eliminate all soda. I'm going to have a salad for one meal. Is that too much? No, that that is not too much. That's just the beginning. That is just the beginning. And that's the beginning of the nutritional component. The other part is what people can do is everyone is, we get so involved with our work. We get so involved with with our families, what we have to do, our friends. It's very important, but we forget to take some time and spend totally to ourselves. Sure. And uh, that's what's very important. And I would like people to start right there. If, if they may. So, so just those couple of things, the visualization, the water, switching out the, um, you know, like a salad, and again, sinking those choices like a piece of cheese versus having a potato, let's say, with nothing on it. Um, all of those nutritional kind of things to raise the awareness and, you know, begin the change, you know, or that, that road to change, correct? Right. That would be the nutritional component. And now there, it's, it's also important to get the body to move also. So it's very, so in the beginning, if people can walk, if you can make a plan to do some type of exercise every day, it, it can start off as easily as taking the stairs when you're at work okay. instead of taking sure. the elevator. It can start like that. It doesn't have you don't have to go out and buy a track suit and join the gym or go out to the, the nearest uh, track and field and start running the mile. It doesn't start like that. It starts with five minutes at a time. Go okay. out and walk for five minutes and come back. And then try to make that a habit. And then you'll your body will feel so much better once it starts. And then You'll, ha- you'll stop yourself. You'll have to find ways to stop from, from walking and exercises because you'll feel so good and you'll, you'll see results. And that's Absolutely. important. You want to see results for all the effort sure. that you put in. And then is there another component? That was the nutrition. That was the movement. Was there a third or that's it? Those two components to start somewhere. Well, there were, I think of it as actually three components. And the it's, it's the proverbial mind, body, body, mind, body, spirit. And that's what yeah. it is. It's the mind. Preparing your mind for the task at hand. Laying out attainable goals, something that you can start doing every day, something habit-forming. You know, some people say that it takes a 1,000 hours for you to perform something where your muscle memory just takes over and you can do it automatically. We want to get into that type of situation sure. where it's not just coming home and sitting on a couch 
it's now coming home and maybe going out for the walk or or um if you have a bike, taking a bike or or just there's so many different ways that you can start exercising that are very basic but have extremely beneficial uh results. And and if I'm hearing again, Daryl, do something that you enjoy. If you like walking, go for a walk. If you prefer going for a bike ride, grab your bike and go for a bike ride. Um, if it's you, you know, you live in an apartment and it's weird to walk around or something, um, you know, use the stairs at work. Park further away in the parking lot to get those those steps in, so to speak. Right? It's like the little things really do add up to the big. Exactly, and once you once you imprint that on the consciousness, it, you'll actually start finding ways to work out, and you'll yeah. you'll increase from those five minutes. It'll be six minutes, and then you know you never know what happens. The important thing is to start, no matter how, no matter how small, no matter how insignificant you may think it is. It's it, it's all a matter of inertia. If you start moving in that direction. You have help. There's help from the universe to help you move in that direction. Yeah. I firmly believe in that. Yeah, it's funny. My younger sister, uh, Marie, and and myself, we we have always exercised. We love yoga. Uh, we both love Pilates, um, weights, all of those things. She and I have done all different uh, types of exercise, you know, again, to, to kind of get the benefit of weights and, and movement and stretching and all those things. And my, my older sister, who happens to live locally, she was so funny. I, would, I, um, I went to Pilates class through, you know, through the uh, park system, and the woman who was the instructor did a video, and I dragged, I would drag my sister, uh, we would go to one of my aunt's house, and, and we had a friend, and my sister and myself, and every time I'd be like, doesn't that feel great? You know, because I love, I love the way I feel after I exercise. And my sister, Ro, is so funny. She goes, yeah, I did it. No, I don't feel any better. And it's this whole exercise. She hates it. It's so funny. Now, fast forward, we're obviously, she's a little older than me. We're both in our 50s. And her friends, who are also in their 50s, they all go up. And for those people who know Holmesdale Park, it's very hilly. And there's this one, they call it the bowl, that I'm telling you, Daryl, when you get to the top, when you're out of shape, you feel like you're going to, you know, spit up a lung. That's how <laughs> your heart is pumping. You can see your heart pumping out of your chest, in other words. And she, my sister Roe, finds walking, I I think, is her thing. And she goes with friends regularly, and she has put that into her exercise plan. So you have to do what, you know, makes you feel good. I Like, see, I'd rather do the Pilates and and walk or something like that. I don't like to run. It's too hard on my knees, so I I would never be a runner. So I I agree. I think you have to find what kind of like, ooh, it's time for Pilates or, ooh, it's time for lifting weights or dancing, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Okay, we have a little less than 15 minutes left. So I promised that we were going to do 10 tips, but there's a big but here. Um, all of my people who have coaching or do coaching through me, we never use the word but. So you, they're all of their hands are going, Connie's saying but, that's bad. Uh, I want to only share five because I really want to get people uh, to go either to your website or my website. And we, if they sign up, right, with their name and their email, uh, they get the free 10 tips in a PDF file um, that's for theirs to take and use and, and become part of their good habits, right? So we're going to get them motivated. So of the 10, I'm going to leave it to you to pick which five in the last 10 minutes or so that we, we can uh, share with everybody. Go ahead. Which five, huh? Yeah, okay. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I, think I, I think I have the five already chosen, yeah. Cool. All right, go for it, dude. Okay, I think um, around the holidays, it's a very, very stressful time. There is so much going on, planning foods, parties, buffets. And uh, I find that there are a lot of things that we can do, very simple things that can help us during the holiday season. I think one of the, the most important things that we have to keep in mind is you have to be realistic. You can't try to lose weight during the holiday season. 
I've had people literally doing during Thanksgiving in December say I wanted to lose ten pounds. There's there's no way. There's just no way. So you just set yourself up for failure. <laughs> right. So it's it's very important to understand that you're not gonna lose weight. I think a more realistic goal would be to maintain the weight that you have right now going into the holiday season. So that's okay. tip number one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, tip number two. Um, I think this speaks to what we were talking about earlier. It's important to plan time to do some type of exercise. And and I want to challenge uh, the listeners to look at exercise as maybe in a different light. Exercise is a way to really help you relieve some of the holiday stress. And a lot of that stress that gets built up is what happens. It's what causes weight gain. So if you think of exercise as a way to just relieve yourself of some of the stress, I think it would be easier for people to partake in something where it's not seen as, as work because it's not. You actually have a very, very uh, noticeable uh, benefit from planning some time to exercise, even if it's five minutes a day during the holiday season. Okay, that's number two. Now, can I um, wait? Can I ask? Because I t- can I interject our? Because I have the I have the ten tips hot off the press. Because <laughs> I'm special, uh, but under that second one that you just gave, the exercise. Um, is it worth sharing that the YouTube video that you have? Uh, it's I've been having trouble uploading it, so I'm going. So we don't want to get that out. Okay. Yeah. Get that up, Mister. Get that up. You got to get that up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What's your third? I want Jonathan to work on that. Yes. Yes. Like yes. Let's yell at him later. <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of uh, there's always office parties. Now, there's the office buffet with the donuts and the cakes and the pies. Um, A little trick that you can do right there is just get a little Ziploc bag, slice an apple, slap it, slice an orange. If you want some mixed fruit or some vanilla, um, you could take that to the party. And you can also start by drinking a couple of liters of water before you go into the buffet. Oh, that's a great idea. and, And there... That's where people really put on a uh, a lot of different weight, a lot of weight, or consume a lot of excess sugar. So that's that's something you can do for the office party. Now, if you're going out, which inevitably happens, we're going you're going over to someone's house to eat, whether it be the mother-in-law or the family or friends. And uh, I want to give some tips to when you actually get to the buffet. Um, one of my one of my favorites is um, a little trick that you don't want to wear sweaters. You don't want to wear the big reindeer Snoopy sweaters that have okay. an elastic waist. Okay. What you want to do is that you want to, if you can have one of those big bows in your off in your outfit, but you want to have something close on your waist. You want to have something snuggle with a belt that make sure that you won't you're going to feel some discomfort if you begin to overeat. That's a great recommendation. So it reminds you I'm, I'm, it reminds I'm feeling you. this. Yes, it's a, it's a physical reminder. It's a it's a definitely a physical reminder. You get a little uncomfortable when when your stomach is when you have your your belt Hitched in just one extra knot, and that's that's a good that's a good trick for the uh, for the winter. Oh, I love that one. Now, how much? Uh, how many more do we have? So we maybe that was one, two, three, four. We have one more. Okay, let's see. Um, okay, um, the last one or the the fifth one. The thing is, sometimes you're going to overeat. It's yes. it's ine- inevitable. Sometimes we're not as uh, we're not as good as we try to be. 
So the thing about if you do overeat, don't beat yourself up. If you overeat tonight, then go light on the next meal. Okay. okay. It, it really it really takes 500 calories a day, or about 3,500 calories a week above the normal maintenance consumption to gain one pound. So you really have to pack on a lot, a lot, a lot of sugar to gain that weight. However, sure. it's very important that if you do overeat, to just go light on the next day. It's uh, That's something that I think everyone can, can do, not to beat yourself up and just take it in a little light on the next day. Yeah, and again, I think it's that whole mindful. Just be mindful of the choices you make. So if... And I know that my um, my aunts, they make these, the cookies are called knots. They're not real sweet. They're just like a plain vanilla, um, you know, that they make at the holidays and they put little colored icing on it. For me, it's not too sweet. I love the texture. And, you know, with a little cup of coffee in the morning, for me, it, to me, that's the treat. That's the treat of, of the holiday. But I don't have three or four cookies every day, you know, through, through December, you, you know? So I agree yeah. that, yeah, if, if I have them, like they bring them, I do Christmas Eve dinner, right? So they bring them and it's funny cause I never have anything Christmas Eve cause you know, you're running around hosting, but that next morning, you know, after the kids open their presents, I go, I'm having my not cookie. I put them in a separate little bag for myself. And I, I, you know, not that that's the best choice for uh, breakfast, but you know what? It's enough for me to have that little taste to satisfy, and then I'm good. So, again, I think it's making those mindful choices. I agree 100% and not pigging out every day, you know, for the month of December to say, that's ah, the holidays. It's okay. It is okay, but may, be mindful of how frequently you're doing that, right? Isn't that kind of what you're saying? That is, it's 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 about being mindful, uh, and it's also about again being in the mindset that you're going to engage, you're going to indulge. But there are certain things that you can do. You have choices that you can that you can make. You can either eat the three apple pies and the coffee cake, or you can um, take a slice and scrape off the the icing and have your sweet and have a little bit of a. Uh, coffee. So again, choices are very important to make, or healthy choices during the holidays. And it doesn't have to be all drastic. And again, if you fall off, just take it easy the next day. Yeah, and be kind to yourself. I think that a lot of us then beat ourselves up and go, oh, what's the point? I'm off now. I'll just keep eating through, through, you know, I'll worry about this after January 1st. How many people do that instead of saying, ah, had a bad day yesterday, the next three days, I'm going to be real, nothing's going on, there's no parties, I'm really going to watch and maybe walk a little extra or go on the treadmill a little extra if it's really chilly out or, you know, take those stairs at lunch and go up and down the stairs a couple of times at work to get that extra little, you know, um, burning of the calories. Little things like that, right, Daryl, really do add up. Exactly. They, they measure up very quickly. You'd be surprised how, how quickly they, they measure up. But the main thing is to do it consistently, stay focused. You know, you were mentioning about um, preparing the mind. In my boot camp, that's a big part of what we do is self-talk. Self-talk is something that we do all day. I think there's something we self we self talk to ourselves almost more than sixty six thousand times a day. Wow. And if people really take the time and listen to their self talk, a lot of it is negative. Either, you know, yeah. I'm stupid, I can't do this, I can't do that. Yeah. A lot of stuff that yeah. that comes into play. So and that's a part of our boot camp. The mental process in self talk. So we go through an exercise where we learn how to positively self-speak to ourselves. And that, that's yeah. the beginning of a process, too. Noticing, looking and knowing when your self-talk is negative as opposed to what you can say to make it positive. And that, again, it's about inertia. That will move you towards a whole different 
a whole different space, which is a very, very beautiful space to be in. It's true. It's funny. It's just funny that you said that I developed a class recently for a client. And one of the things that holds us back from doing what we need to do to be successful in sales, right, those numbers, those sales numbers, and I make them do an exercise called limiting beliefs. And I, and I said, we all have, I call it a record player in our head. Again, I'm dating myself. But, you know, that, that going <laughs> around, around. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, I have to watch sometimes. Yeah, so they draw. Oh, wow, that's really dating. If it's you know, at different ages in my class, so I, I I say to them, you know what I'm saying, and they they giggle. I go, yeah, yeah, we know what you mean. But that record player that goes around and around and around, it, and it skips. Remember when it would skip and it would go ba bum ba bum ba bum, bum over and over yeah. and kind of get get stuck. It's that that those limiting beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm stupid. They're gonna find out. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not making my numbers. That's because I'm horrible. Um, you know, again, I'm stupid. Stupid. So I make them write down what is that thing that keeps replaying in your head to keep you from becoming, you know, what the customers deserve that's sitting in front of you. And then I have them rewrite it so that it is, I, you know, I am the expert. My clients love the information I share, whatever it is. And then I make them every night. I, I say for the next 30 days, and then you see you do it without thinking. When you're in bed, just that mo- that new mantra to eliminate that that self talk that 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 negative self talk, and they come back to me and say, "Oh my God, like, that really worked. That is like the coolest thing ever." But again, it's that those negative thoughts. We we are our own worst critics. That is for sure, right? Oh, that is that is definitely for sure. But also, we are our own best advocate. Also, I that's true. So that's we, true. We can totally turn that around and turn that negative self-speak to negative praise. And there's nothing better than having positive praise and have that return to you. It's a wonderful feeling. But again, it's a mindset. And you were speaking about what people can do daily to start going. That is something that they can do. Be vigilant in the words that you speak to yourself. And when you catch yourself, change the script. Yes, it's true. Be kind to yourself. I mean, it has to start there, I think, with anything that we're trying to change. Daryl, you're never going to believe it. Our time is up. I, it always seems to go so fast. Um, no, where's the time my guests, I, Isn't that just ridiculous? I know, and my guests always say, wait, wait, we have more to say. Um, but I do want to give all of your information. I know everybody's been waiting so patiently. Again, website is firehousefitness13.com. Some really good videos on his website. It'll pump you up. I'm telling you, just go and you can't help but smile and want to get up and dance and move. Um, Just awesome. And again, um, go to the website or I'm going to give you all of Daryl's contact information for group or any individual fitness and, and nutrition uh, again, those customized nutrition plans and exercise plans, you can call Daryl. Um, again, the Firehouse Fitness line is 732, area code 348-5313. Facebook, you could go to Firehouse Fitness 13 and friend my buddy over here. Or on Twitter, you can go to Daryl Cate, and I'm going to spell it. It's D D A R R Y L. C-A-T-A-Y at Daryl Cate. <laughs> um, go to Daryl's website, go to my website, and we will have the 10 tips to healthy eating during the holidays um, in a PDF format that is yours um, to take and enjoy and hopefully implement, right, so that we keep them healthy, Daryl. That's our goal. All right, Connie, can I mention the workshop coming up? Oh, yeah, that was the other thing I wanted you to say. Yes, please share the, um, you have a fundraiser. Right. Um, on November 14th, that's a Friday, at 6.30 to 8.30, we're going to be having a Fit Hearts to Save Pets fundraiser dance uh, fitness workshop. We're, we're doing this in conjunction with Catitude uh, Incorporate. They are a animal rescue service that they operate out of Highland Park right here in 
New Jersey, and they need some help, and they reached out to us, and we're going to put on a workshop. There's going to be Zumba. There's going to be hip-hop. There's going to be group dances. There's going to be raffles. There's a dinner, um, free memberships. It's just going to be a whole family, family affair. It's going to be really fun. Uh, for adults, it's $20 for adults and $10 for kids 13 and under. It's for a really great cause. We're trying to bring everyone out to have a family night, dinner, and um, enjoy a night out. Daryl, can they get all of that information also on the website or your Facebook if they friend you on Facebook? Will all of that, um, you know, the address and all of that kind of stuff, will that be posted? Yes, please don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Um, if you go to the website, Firehouse Fitness 13, there, you can register online, actually, but you can only register online until the 7th. But tickets oh. will be available at the door. Uh, there will be some discounts. Um, and I think that's – is there anything else? I think that's it. Okay, awesome. Yes, a lot, and and I'm telling you, once they watch your video, they'll see how much fun they'll have. Uh, what a great family night! Again, good, clean, healthy, fun, and you know you're pumping up the volume, so to speak. Uh, Darryl, we're going to have you. fun. It's always a great. It's always a great thing to witness whole families out there dancing. It's really true. It really is. That's really what it's all about. Um, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. I hope everyone found all of your insights and information helpful, and I hope that they are now inspired to eat, think, and move their body, um, again, with mindful and, and kind of thought uh, so that we can be as healthy as we can be. Thank you again, Daryl. Thank you all for joining me. You have been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all next next week. Have a great week and try to take some of these tips, implement them, and report back. Thank you so much. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can't.